This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome to you our audience today, a guest who's going to talk about something that's of particular resonance to me on a personal level, but something that I want us all to think about from a professional context in terms of breaking the stigma. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to you today. This is Sharon Vibert. Welcome to today, Sharon. How are you? Oh, hi, Leisha. Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. And thanks so much for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. It's uh, it's a passion of mine and a topic that I talk about every day. You do indeed. So for those who are not yet familiar with you, and they certainly will be after they've listened or watched this, please give us some context as to who you are and what you do, please. Okay, so I'm, as you say, Sharon Vibert. I'm a director here at Hempix, Menopause in the Workplace. And I'm absolutely passionate about helping people live their best lives at work. It's so crucial that we don't let talent leave our workplaces, that we have, you know, midlife um, role models at work. Um, But also we want to attract really good talent into our organisations. So my role here at Hempicked is um, I basically look after all our customers. So I head up our customer relationship team. And uh, as a business, we are hugely busy. Um, And we've seen a rapid growth over the last couple of years in terms of the number of training sessions we're running on a daily basis, which just goes to demonstrate the scale of the topic. And I think employers really have a a, a window of opportunity now to talk um, to their colleagues, to educate them, to provide the right training and awareness, um, and to provide the right signposting and support for people that are looking um, for that, you know, that, that information, because there's so much myth out there around the menopause. Um, There's so much misinformation as well. So our role is to help corporates, uh, well, all organisations, to be perfectly honest, not just the corporates, but also those that are in the public sector, charities, for example. And we help them to put a menopause strategy in place. So how can they embed menopause into the organisation? How can they get the conversation started? But more importantly, how can they keep the conversation going? And that's often the challenge when there's so many other noises around well-being. But I think with menopause, what we need to appreciate is, is that it affects 51% of the population directly. You and I, you know, part of that statistic, Um, but indirectly affecting everybody, whether it be through relationships at work or, or personally as well. So I think from an employer perspective, looking at long term strategy is key. Um, how do we keep those conversations going? But more importantly, how can we train our line managers so that they can have sensible conversations? So I get to talk to wonderful employers every day who are really passionate about supporting the well-being of their colleagues. 
uh, what an amazing introduction. And there are so many sort of tangents that that has led my brain into, which is why I wanted to bring you on today. Because first and foremost, in the recruitment industry, we're only just really starting to understand why well-being is the absolute pinnacle within our industry to looking after people and you know retaining the best talent and ensuring that there's longevity in people's careers. Um, and I think that what you've said there, absolutely, you know, if you're listening to this now as as a male, you still need to listen to this episode because Sharon is right. At the end of the day, 51% of the population will go through perimenopause and menopause at some stage in their lives, some earlier than others, some later than others. And this is about, we want to raise awareness as a channel as to what we can do to become the best leaders, the best colleagues, you know, the best partners, best friends, and understanding that there has been so much misinformation over the last sort of few generations because we're only really just starting to learn about how to manage it and how to ensure you experience a good menopause and that it's something that that doesn't need to impact but um, you know just to sort of contextualize it we've connected because I actually shared a post it was probably about January 2022 because I realized coming on to the doctors that I was actually perimenopausal myself and anyone who follows me on LinkedIn will know that I'm always sharing quite personal experiences because I'm just very open and transparent. And I want to break the stigma in talking about all things that every human goes through, whether it's menopause, whether it's stress, anxiety, bullying. I talked about it with my daughter. So there's so many things that I talk about. And, you know, I, I don't want people being uncomfortable, which is why I think experts like you are so vital to educating people, but also taking the fear factor out for leaders, right? Because that, that must be your nodding, because that, you know, fear of, I guess, you know, if you've got people in your organization or you are this person yourself where you don't really want to actually talk about it, you're quite private. You know, you maybe you don't want to talk about the fact that you've not slept for weeks because you've got such bad night sweats that you're just waking up ringing wet, or the fact that you're not feeling switched on because of the brain fog and that actually you can't get those words just right in a pitch or a presentation like you used to because you are actually in, in perimenopause so I think it's so important so thank you for doing that today so I mean I guess the first question really is if you think about our, our audience which we, we always say is we know it's leadership we have a lot of leaders that listen but also recruiters too why do you think as an industry recruitment industry why do we have a responsibility to start talking about and embracing you know, training like yourself with regards to menopause specifically. We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Well, I think from a recruitment perspective, I think, um, you know, when, when we look at 
reasons for somebody to join an organization. <clears throat> if we think about um, being menopause friendly as an employer, for example, I know that if I saw two job adverts, one saying I'm a we're a menopause friendly organization and the other not, and the jobs were very similar, I know as a menopausal woman, which one I would be looking towards. So I think it's a great differentiator when it comes to attracting talent. And we know that there are huge gaps in the job market and to have the experience of those that maybe have you know, left their roles um, or have had a career break, for example, um, you know, to tap into that market to say, actually, you know, as a business, we support people that are, you know, going through this transition in life. We recognize what the challenges are. But actually, as you say, we're not fearful of them, because if we look at reasonable adjustments, they don't have to be difficult or expensive to put in place. And I think often it's just being able to demonstrate that actually we're open to the conversation without fear. You know, and, and I think the big challenge is, is that as women go through their careers, there are there's these kind of break that couple of natural breaks in the ladder for many. One is, um, you know, uh, pregnancy and, 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 you know, childbirth and the other is menopause. And, and that can lead to, you know, many challenges around the gender pay gap, the, gen, the, the pensions pay gap, for example. But I think from an employer perspective, it's, you know, if, if the one in four that are considering leaving work turn into the one in 10, 900,000 women leaving their jobs, according to the latest Bupa research, you know, <clears throat> what's the cost to that employer to re-employ? So that's the first consideration. But also, what's the reputational cost to a business that isn't taking menopause at work seriously? So we've seen recently in the press many more um, successful plaintiffs coming to the fore. And now with menopause getting so much more into the mainstream media, it's everywhere. So do you want to be that employer, whether you have five employees or 500,000 employees, to be the one that is in the newspapers that has been taken to a tribunal? There's no winners in court. Yeah. The, you know, so, so it, it's how can we as employers ensure that our managers understand what best practice looks like? And so, as you say, to not have that fear of having that conversation, because we often have sometimes, you know, we, we have managers saying to us in our training sessions, um, but we don't we, we don't understand enough about HRT to have a conversation about menopause. And, and, and the answer to that is, how much do you know about an epidural? Mm -hmm. You know, so you can have those maternity conversations. <laughs> But actually, you know, you're not going into the, the ins and outs in terms of how do you manage a pregnancy, you know, you know it, it, and, and it's the same with menopause. It's, it's about having um, the, the open conversations, which is it's OK to come and say that I'm not quite feeling myself. Um, and, you know, what can we do as partnership, me, the person experiencing menopause and you as the employer, how can we work together? To, to come up with a plan, which is, could be as simple as, please don't brain dump me in the corridor. I just need to go and get my book and write it down because, yeah. you know, so, so simple things like that. And actually, as I'm listening to you now, I'm thinking, you know what, this comes down to this, this is all about culture and communication because 
I'm not suddenly asking my audience to become medical experts in HRT, or if you know we're talking about menstruation or we've talked about mental health with previous guests, we're not asking you to become specialists, but that's why you bring in people like Sharon to your business that are. This is about you being compassionate, you being non-judgmental. You, if you are as listening to this, you are a female leader and you've experienced it. We're not asking you to plaster posters all over the corridor, but talk about your experiences if someone is coming to you and confiding in you, but creating a culture of communication where it's okay. It's okay to have a day where you say, do you know what? I just, I don't feel great today. And that's, you are going to then have this, I guess, tsunami of, of support for whatever you're going through. And I think that's, for me, when I'm, as I'm listening to you, it can only start if that's going to be your culture. And if, you, if that isn't your culture, then you are going to miss out on talent and you are going to lose your best people. Because I think what you said at the start there is absolutely right. When, as people make choices when they move jobs, they are going to look beyond salary and, and commission or whatever their, their benefits yeah. are. They're going to start looking at diversity and inclusion. They're going to start looking at mental health, well-being, fitness. You know, what's the, what, how do you support us in terms of, you know, incentives where it isn't just getting drunk? It's, it's nutritional things, it's well-being. But actually, you're right. It is about what, how do you look after those people that are going through menopause? And, you know, I, I, I know my audience. I've, I know people, and I'm sure you do too, who've gone through menopause. This isn't just exclusively for people in my age demographic. People go through the menopause in their 20s and their 30s. So don't think that you are excluded from this conversation just because you might be a certain age demographic. This, and of course, your clients too, if you're in tech or you're in healthcare or you're in education, your customers will all be going through this as well, which is why we need to have the conversation. So I think- you, You're absolutely right. And I think the culture is key. And I think the other, the other thing to consider here as well is, you know, I gave you some stats around, you know, women considering leaving work, but I think the future here is actually women leaving to go to a menopause-friendly competitor as well. Yeah. So I think it's not just a case of, I'm going to leave because I can't cope. It's going to be, I'm going to leave because over there, I'm going to be better supported. And I think this is the challenge that businesses are going to have. As, as women become much more knowledgeable in terms of their rights around menopause at work. But you also make a really good point about menopause age. And menopause can happen to anyone at any age and I think that's really key here we also need to you know acknowledge that menopause symptoms or menopausal type symptoms can actually happen to anyone men can experience menopausal type symptoms because of certain types of cancer treatment and testosterone deficiency syndrome but also those that are going through uh, transgender affirmation, for example, or anyone that's experiencing significant hormonal change. So, you know, it, it is a conversation for everyone. And I think the skill is, is to be knowledgeable and understanding about what the menopause actually is, yeah. mm -hmm. to be armed with that information, not just as a business owner, but for the individuals so that menopause isn't controlling the individual the individual is controlling their and it and has their own destiny in their own hands for example it's that forewarned is forearmed isn't it you know there's always the fear of the unknown so if we don't make it the unknown then as you say there's nothing to be feared but I think as managers it's understanding the four key reasons why we should be um uh, a menopause friendly employer so yes there's the demographic case so you know eight out of ten menopausal women are at work fastest growing workforce demographic so as a recruitment industry you know we need to tap into that 
But there's also the business case, which I mentioned, you know, the, the cost of somebody um, leaving, but also thinking about presenteeism as well. What's the cost of your business? Those that are dragging themselves into work. But then there's the legal aspect as well. And, you know, women are very much better informed these days so they understand their legal rights. So, you know, line managers are personally liable. So they need to understand what best practice looks like and to follow that best practice within their workplace. And then obviously there's the corporate social responsibility. It's the right thing to do. And, you know, as an employee, if I hit a bump in the road for whatever reason, to know that my employer is there and supportive, that is invaluable. It is. And, you know, just all the things that you're saying there, I think are just, you know, they're milestones in defining you as a great employer, but just as a human being, you know, these are things that every woman goes through, you know, every woman goes through menstruation. You know, I talk about this all the time with my daughters, you know, why is it such a stigma to say that you don't feel great today and you can't go to school today because you are on a very heavy flow day. And, you know, that makes you squirm as you're listening to this, whether you're, whether you're a man or a woman. The reality is that 51% of the population will experience that at some point in their lives. And I think, you know, it's so good to have um, people, experts like yourself. And obviously, you know, when you're listening to this and watching this episode, you know, Sharon's contact details, you know, this is um, my chosen partner for, you know, if you are as an employer looking to define and differentiate and elevate your business from an employee value proposition point of view, as Sharon has very succinctly explained, then please drop Sharon a contact message or DM to understand how the training can help you, your leaders and your employees feel supported for when somebody comes to you or when maybe you're going through it yourself. So I know that you're not a medical expert, but you're definitely the expert on menopause in the workplace. So for those who are potentially thinking, I think I might be, what would you say your top tips would be to ensure that we ease ourselves through menopause? Are there any top tips that you can give us? Okay, so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, 
back to the chat. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the main one is to understand the menopause, read around the subject, but you need to understand the menopause from the right sources. There's a huge amount of misinformation out there. So if you go to the hand-picked website, um, and I can give you the details of that afterwards, Leisha, we have a menopause hub. Everything you ever need to know about menopause and afraid to ask is there on the hub, including videos and podcasts um, about all different aspects of menopause. So reading around, understanding what's going on with your body. The second tip is recognize symptoms. So take a look at the 34 symptoms and start tracking those symptoms. There's some great apps out there now where you can track symptoms. Yep. That enables you to have a sensible and informed conversation with your GP. Yeah. Because that's the next steps. Because we often don't join up the symptoms dots when it comes to menopause. I had, a, I had a surgical menopause. I still didn't put down all my symptoms to the menopause. And this was before I was doing this job. So, you know, now it would be a very, very different story. But how can we, you know, ask our families, friends and our organizations to support us during this transition if we don't recognize what's going on with our bodies at all and it and it's terrible that we're in this situation but that's just the fact of the matter we can't change what's been before but we can change what's going forward and I think the other thing as well is is to look at this with the right attitude as well because I think if we're fearful and we are worried about you know how we're feeling then that has a knock-on effect so you know thinking about identifying what your symptoms are, thinking around what your personal philosophy for managing symptoms are. So could be a combination of the medical, HRT, looking at diet and lifestyle, could be um, looking at supplements, for example. You know, you've got to choose what's right, what's your personal philo philosophy for managing symptoms, but also, you know, what works for you medically. So go and have a chat with the GP. Prepare before you go to see the GP as well take that list of symptoms and the frequency of symptoms because if you're over 45 menopause is diagnosed on symptoms alone um often you know through relief we sit down in the doctor's chair and we just it all comes out and we have a big cry and we haven't really got across all the symptoms and and often it's seen as a mental health challenge and also go and, and have a conversation at work so this is what i'm experiencing and this is what would help me. Could we have a conversation in terms of what, you know, what we can do to work together so that I can have support going through this transition? I'm still going to do a great job, you know, but I just need a little bit of help and support at this time. Absolutely. Brilliant advice and so easy to implement on all of those levels. And one final word is we've got World Menopause Day in October. Is that right? We need to make a note in our diaries. Yeah, absolutely. So as a business, you've got a couple of opportunities a year to really talk about menopause. International Women's Day is a brilliant one. Obviously, we've just had that recently. But also the 18th of October, World Menopause Day. It's a brilliant opportunity to either start conversations or to rekindle conversations very much so. And if you're going to be a true menopause friendly employer, you've got to look at your facilities, you've got to look at your policies and your practices, you've got to look at your culture and training. So, you know, use World Menopause Day either as a springboard to start conversations or 
as a celebration of all the great things that you're doing as an organization. And we've got some brilliant employers out there that are being really, really supportive. But don't panic if you haven't started conversations. It's very easy to get those conversations going. And as you say, you know, we can help with that strategy. We've got a brilliant roadmap, actually, or an audit, which again, I can send to you, Leisha, which anybody's very, you know, very welcome to use. And it just asks some really key questions of your business um, in terms of basically how menopause friendly is your organization. So um, I'm very happy to share that tool with people, no problem at all. Fantastic. Well, we will all definitely be celebrating on that day. I'll certainly be celebrating HRT. Uh, as, uh, and if anyone wants to drop me a message to see, because I am journaling my own personal experience since I um, officially got the diagnosis in January. Um, and anyone that's friends with me knows that I'm very happy to talk about things openly. Thank you so much for joining us, Sharon. It's been so informative. I think anyone that's listened all the way through will hopefully be dropping you a line because I think it's, like you say, absolutely critical that we all start to lose the stigma and understand and educate ourselves. And it actually is quite a simple thing to do. So thank you for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Thank you, Lisa.